sell or ship the minimum viable product as often as you can, especially when it comes to, to sales, especially when it comes to product, because so often the thing that you're building, whether, whether it's a course, uh, a training program, a mastermind, a, a software, whatever you have in your mind that the market that other people need, likely it, you don't have the right thing in your mind. And you don't know that until someone else is using it and you're getting feedback from them to then change your own um, you know, perception of what you should be, should be creating. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all, and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Our guest today is on a mission to help mission-driven entrepreneurs avoid burnout. Having hit the bottom before, Dan Cumberland is passionate about helping entrepreneurs get the insights they need to recalibrate their work-life balance so they have energy and motivation to keep going. Outside of business, he's a father, husband, avid reader, runner, health and fitness optimizer, and volunteer with the Carbon Albanac. He lives in Seattle with his wife and three kids. Dan Cumberland and Robert chat about the importance of building a foundation for your work based on what is important to you and the impact you want to make in the world. There is a meaning and purpose, and you should be intentional about declaring it and aligning your work with the purpose and passion inside you. Define success on your own terms. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Looking forward to uh, a great conversation. I know that uh, we have some good alignment. I appreciate uh, the introduction from our mutual friend and uh, just uh, really excited to, to talk today. Yes, likewise. I'm just really pumped to be here. Thanks so much for having me. <clears throat> Absolutely. So typically start each episode just with guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey. Oh man, it has been a journey. <laughs> I started my started my career as a pastor, so I think we share that in 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 common. Um, and when I was in grad school, um, after that phase of life, the next the next phase, I guess you could say, really uh, found that like, I, I guess I I allowed myself to um, to lean into this this part of myself that was emerging or maybe naming for the first time that I just really like trying things, I like starting things, I like having a lot of irons in the fire and decided to just like chase that uh pull that thread and follow it see where see where it goes uh started a photography company started um a few a blog um which turned into a podcast that um opened up other opportunities um got into software and have kind of been on this parallel path between helping people around meaning and fulfillment and more recently 
entrepreneurs around those same those same ideas, um, and then in parallel building software both for myself as well as uh, for clients and and friends. Um, and so I have a, a couple software projects that I've that I've built myself, and then I'm also building um, building software alongside other people with uh, you know with with nine two three this team that I'm a part of. So that's kind of the big picture of of what I'm up to and how how I've gotten here. The the, the, the fast version. <laughs> definitely the fast version <clears throat> so i love the i love the meaning and fulfillment i think we, we we definitely have that in common i really want to help people understand that they can design a life and then build a business or a job to to su support it and sustain it so yes so let's dig into this value of meaning and and fulfillment I love it. I love it. Yeah, and that's you know something I'm so passionate about as well. I think the best business is not the business that um, will make the most money, but the business that we can um, love and enjoy for the for the long haul. Um, you know, to uh, to uh, a business that 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 gives us the life that we want and um, that supports us in our our personal you know vision for how we want to live and where we want to go. Not just uh, you know a a money-making machine that sucks our soul and leaves us leaves us dry, but with a full bank account, and that's not not a life I want to be living personally. And um, so it's definitely definitely an alignment there. Well, definitely the the challenge I think for for many is they can start a business with an idea, and if they don't clarify their meaning and they don't clarify a purpose, it ends up becoming that money-making machine that kind of takes over yeah. their life. Yes, and, and just just by our nature, and I don't know if it's our nature as Americans, our nature as independent, or just the nature of entrepreneurship, but the machine becomes this, this money-making driver that they get yeah. handcuffed to. Yes. And so how, how do we help them see that there's another way? <laughs> I love I love that you're speaking my language. I, I like to use the analogy of uh, Frankenstein's monster. Like we have this dream we want to bring to life and then we bring it to life and it ends up hunting us down and trying to kill us. Right. Like uh, <laughs> and so. So how do we how do we course correct? Um, I think there's a few a few ways. I think first is having um a clear sense of what is important to you in your life um, and establish metrics for tracking those um, tracking that that version of success. It's really easy to to optimize your business for I, sh I mean, shouldn't say easy, but it's it's um, easier than some other things to optimize your business for uh, for revenue because it's numbers and you can see the numbers go up and down. The money comes in and out of the bank account, but it's harder to track things like fulfillment, things like happiness, things like um, health and wellness, things like quality of relationships, engagement with community, your faith and spiritual uh, engagement, all of those, all of those things. And so one way that I um, like to uh, help people around these ideas is to, to, to just invite people and anyone listening, you can just do this right now. Think like what broadly, what are the major categories for you in your life? You know, um, health, wellness, fitness, you know, some of those, that's probably a category relationships. That's probably a category that could have subcategories of maybe the important people in your life, a spouse, a partner, a kids, uh, all those individual relationships um, and, and go through all of your life and all of the other, all the categories. And then just give yourself a, a health check-in, like just spend some time thinking about where are you in each of those categories. If you had to give yourself a score from zero being very poor to 10 being um, perfect, like what, what would that health um, matrix look like for you? 
at this very moment. And that can be a really great way to start to quantify some of these things that are harder to quantify and we just often don't take the time to really um, to really realize it or, or, or spend the time, you know, putting putting some metrics there. Uh, so that's that's one thing. Another thing that another way that that I think is really important, even before we get to that part of the conversation for, for people who might might not be ready yet or might not know if it's time for them to do some of this course correction is just to answer this the simple question of if you had to live your last 90 days on repeat, how would that feel? Um, and based on the answer to that question, then think through the next your next 90 days and what ways would you want to course correct for those uh, that coming 90 days. I find pretty quickly people, you know, either grimace or um, and say, I would not want to do those 90 days again, or um, or they say, yeah, I think there's some pretty clear things that, um, that that might need to change. That isn't to say that every season of life is, you know, 100% within our control and everything is beautiful and just rainbow and sunshine and, and um, unicorns all the time. But broadly speaking, if you zoom out to, I think that 90 day window, you can really try, start to track some themes like, is my life enjoyable? Are the, do I have a quality of life that um, that um, you know that that I want? And am I moving in a direction that I want to be moving? Oh, so valuable! <clears throat> and I think the the truth, just like any other thing in our lives, like the idea of losing weight or the idea of you know getting out of debt and and some of those um, things that if you're not intentional about it, you'll go down a path that doesn't lead to. <laughs> to the results yes. that you want. Yes. And so yes. be intentional about the life that you want and understand the reality that, that we live in the greatest country in the world and we have the option to choose. Yes. Yes. And I think as entrepreneurs, I think that you've already kind of begun to, to name it. Like we optimize our lives for one particular outcome, which is the growth of our business. And we're so focused on that, especially if we're mission driven, you know, purpose driven. We got into this, you know, with a passion to build something that matters to us. And so we're like just so focused, head head down, focus on that outcome that we forget all of all of the rest. And some of what some of what I'm inviting people to, and I think you are as well, is to just say, let's just like, let's tap the brakes a little bit, zoom out a little bit, and then frame that outcome in the context of the rest of your life and the rest of the outcomes that, that you want to see. Uh, so, and it's, it's so powerful when, when people start to realize that, that they have choices, yes. <laughs> that, that, that they can, they can take an extra day off a week and not lose so much revenue that, I mean, uh -huh. it's revenue that's, that's excess really it, when they, uh -huh. when they really boiled up down to what what's important to them yes, and helping yes. them, helping them see that and giving them permission to take a day off to spend with their family and and do 100%. the things that really matter uh, because because you know we all know at the end of your life when you're when you're on those last weeks that mm -hmm. nobody regrets you know going to the baseball game nobody regrets spending yes. time with the kids yes um, they regret all that time in the office and all that time yes. arguing with broken relationships and yes yes and, and all of those things so yeah well definitely aligned yeah yeah and i think you know with my work with the meaning movement if i rewind a year plus was really focused more on career and helping people you know answer these questions fulfillment and calling inside inside you know a more traditional career and i kind of had this wake-up call that's that uh, about a year ago um that kind of led me to to refocus 
the work that I'm doing with the meaning movement towards, towards entrepreneurs. And at that point in my life, um, I lost my grandmother, um, my, my last, my last grandparent, my accountant had been, um, struggling with, uh, fighting cancer and he passed away. Um, a business partner decided to move on to another uh, project in a huge marketing campaign that um, I was um, chasing with with one of my my softwares um, all fell apart and all this kind of happened at the same time and I just like was this this moment where I again like had my head down just like pu pushing through on these things that I thought were going to take me to a certain destination and I look up and just realize like what 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 where am I this isn't where I thought I would be and especially as like things were kind of falling apart on the marketing side I don't even know this this road that I've been like hustling to go down as fast as possible. I don't know if this road is actually going to take me where I want to go. And so it felt like to some degree I was you know, sacrificing my day to day to a life that I, I didn't want in order to get to a destination that may never come. And I think that's where I to circle all the way back to what you're saying about like the last days of your life. Not only do you not want to um, you know, be in those last days, last weeks and have regrets, but also you don't know when those are going to come. And I think that was a big, a big part for me of like, I don't want to optimize my life for just, uh, you know, for, for, for having a, a, to be able to say I was satisfied at the end of my life, but, but because you just don't know life is fragile. Your health is fragile. The, the, the people you love today, like, like, you know, you just never know what tomorrow holds. And so live today, you know, in a way that um, is bringing you joy and, and um, giving you a full life, uh, not just waiting for that future that may never come. Oh, so valuable. All right. I want to dig into, obviously, you and I both came out of a ministry background and yeah. have now shifted into to serving entrepreneurs. How is your faith impacting the work that you're doing? That's such a good question. And not one, not one that I've, I've answered on a podcast before. I appreciate you. I appreciate you asking that for me, my faith is it's the kind of the foundation that's, um, you know, through which I, I see everything. I don't, I don't, I'm talking in terms of, of faith and, and, and ministry, if you will, um, in my day to day. But, um, but I do think of what I do is very much that, you know, helping people, um, live, live the lives that they're made, made to live for, for me, it feels like a, there's a, I can draw a through line from that to when I was, to when I was a youth pastor, um, helping high schoolers, you know, think about these things in their, in their lives. So I don't, you know, necessarily talk about faith and God and spiritual, spiritual things, you know, with in many of my conversations with entrepreneurs, but it is definitely kind of the, the foundation that I, I can't, I can't help but see the world, I guess, through, through uh, that lens. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious for you, um, how you would answer that question. If I, if I could turn the mic around. Yeah, very, very similar. Uh, you know, for yeah. me, obviously, it, it is the foundation of of my life. And and I feel the same way, helping people discover their purpose, what, what they were really created for, what gives them meaning is really getting them in alignment with, with their creator. And whether yeah. they acknowledge that creator or not, you and I both yeah. know that that it's real. And so yeah. it, getting them in alignment with what's real is is still you know super valuable. Yes. And I think yeah. to take that the next step is we're all put on this planet. The meaning is always going to revolve around other people. It's yes. always going to revolve around relationships. So if mm -hmm. I can help people discover their meaning and then start taking better care of all their relationships, yeah. then ultimately I'm doing the same thing. Like you said, yes. we were doing right. in ministry is yes. helping people exchange bad habits for good habits, helping people treat people like, you know, the golden rule. Yes. <laughs> Do unto others that. you want done to you. And so, so it really is. I think the biggest piece for me, and part of it is 
I served as a missionary for 10 years, raised our own support. And there's this crazy poverty mindset throughout ministry and missions work, not so much in all the churches, but there's still this, this, this idea that, and, and language in scripture, you know, can, can paint that picture, right. That, that there's this God and money opposition. Mm, And, mm -hmm. and if you read scripture and study scripture, it's actually not in opposition. There's, There's not a competition. Um, there is, if you're putting money as a God yes. <laughs> in God's place, yes. that you can honor God and have money, right? I mean, we know that, you know, Jacob and Israel were rich. Joseph protected their riches through his, you know, Egypt. I mean, there's, there's plenty of godly men that, that in fact, Solomon who had all of it <laughs> yes. still recognizing that it's possible. And I think for me, it was coming to realize that, the church has gotten so caught up in this salvation message, Mm. get people to heaven, get people Mm. to follow Christ that they miss out on the current life message that Jesus said, you Uh know, the thief, the thief comes to kill and destroy, right? Take lives Mm. away, make people miserable, which is happening plenty in our culture right now. Mm. But Jesus says, I came to give them life abundantly. Yeah. Mm. And so, and yeah, and I just believe that that on the spiritual side, obviously Jesus is going to save the soul and and take care of your heart and soul. But it's entrepreneurs and the money that entrepreneurs can produce that are going yeah. to solve problems and change the world. Totally agree. Yeah. The church needs money. The ministries need money to you know to take away poverty and offer schools and business development in the ve- developing countries. That all requires money. There's no yes. ministry that can be done without money. And entrepreneurs are the best at producing it and giving it away. Yes, totally. I totally agree. And I think that entrepreneurship is, is what changes the world and to have more, more people that are, um, I guess, awake to these ideas uh, that, that there's more to business than just, just the income, but to really determine their success in multiple with multiple bottom lines means they're going to be building better businesses that have a more positive you know net effect on, on the world and on people. And, um, so it just, yeah, very much, very much resonates um, with me, what you're, what you're, what you're saying. Well, it's always good to get, to get some confirmation. So <laughs> yes, yes. Keep up the good work. I, I appreciate that. So, so now we, we, we still have this, this push always of, you know, make more money, build yeah. the company bigger. And, yeah. and even when I think you give entrepreneurs a design, there's still this outside force that seems to to push against against the design how do you help them stay aligned and stay on stay on target yes yes such such a good um such a good question i think the first just comes to down to just this awareness piece like we've been talking about of, of awareness that your your success should be defined by in the way that you want to define it and that that definition goes against much of the common um uh, story around entrepreneurship. You know, 99% of entrepreneurs are not living the lives of the entrepreneur stories that we we see in the media, which are either like the venture-backed, um, you know, CEO um, of you know the the unicorn Silicon Valley, um, <clears throat> or you know the other kind of parallel to that is just the hustle, the hustle culture of like grinding it out, working harder than the next guy, and that's how you found, find success. And that there's you know like I said, ninety nine percent of entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, wouldn't fall into either of those 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 camps. Uh, and um, so when we're thinking about our our own entrepreneurial path, to know that there are many other 
ways to go about being an entrepreneur. Now you don't, you shouldn't follow those, um, I guess, louder, uh, those, those, those mythic types, I guess you could say that, um, that get elevated um, by, by culture. So that's, that's the first piece to say, there is another way there's another way of a um, of, of a slower maybe process as a process that um, is in in more alignment with with who you are, um, and and then establishing your criteria, your success criteria, establishing what your um, quit criteria is to know if this isn't going to work. What are the, yeah. the what are the the ways to say um, this is an endeavor that I've I've been chasing and and this is requiring more than I'm willing to give to take it where, where um, it would need to go. And so then being willing to walk away if it's not going to work. And then um, once you have those criteria in hand to establish check-in points to where you could say, um, you know, quarterly, let's at least let's check in with all of these areas of life and determine how my, how, how successful is my life beyond business? How successful is my business and how successful is my life? And how are those two working um, working together? Personally, how am I taking the business where it needs to go? And business-wise, how's that business taking me where I need to go? To have that a, a quarterly check-in with yourself, and it could be more often than quarterly, but it starts with reflection. It starts with answering some of those questions that we've already, already talked about, and then putting a plan into place to um, close the gap. If the goal is to have, you know, to, to be increasing your scores in certain areas of life and you don't see those scores changing, then you need to put a plan into place to bring more intention to those relationships, to those, you know, to um, the, your your health and well-being or whatever it is. So, you know, one part, one part assessment and self-assessment, another part, you know, setting those goals and, and building a plan to, um, to close those gaps. All right. So <clears throat> one of the recent things that I've, really started to see is how much of our accountability as leaders, as business people is based on fear. Mm. And, and so originally I started, I was doing some group coaching and, and using the group as that accountability. It was still self accountability because they were telling yeah. the group, you know, well, my goal is to make five sales calls a day next week. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they'd have to come back to the group and say, well, I did or, but that's, but it was really fear-based because yeah. it was based on the concern for the opinion of the group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm shifting towards understanding why we make the choices that we make and, and the yeah. brain science and some of the, the decision-making and of course mindset and things behind mm -hmm. how we, you know, how you do what you do or why you do what you do. What yes. are your thoughts on fear-based yeah. accountability versus. Oh man, that that's a really interesting question. I, I, there's an element at which we're, we're wired for connection. We're wired for belonging. And so to hold yourself accountable, like you're saying in a community, um, like there's something to that, that when we have other people that are going to be looking us in the eye and asking, Hey, did you do the things that you said you were going to do? And you have to say yes or no. Like it makes, it, it makes sense that that's a very motivating um, experience and I, I like the, with that said though, I like what you're thinking about, like how else can we go about, um, yeah, building, building a, a, a different, uh, a different way to motivate and, and probably connecting more to those intrinsic. That's how, where I think of it too, is intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic and kind of circle back around to say, if you're not hitting your marks, then is that, are those actually the marks that you should be committed to and should be hitting? And, 
is if if not, you know, is there a different way, you know, for you to go after your goal that's in better alignment? I really feel like there's a balance there because um because you know work is hard and 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 we we need people to push us to to help us you know, take those steps and that might we might otherwise be um i don't know hesitant to, to take um so uh, there there is a place i think for pushing us out of our comfort zone but i do think there's a line to be walked where it's healthy versus unhealthy um so um, yeah, I like I like that you're thinking about it. I like that you're playing with it. Um, I, I think it's I think so it's let's, so let's dig into community a little bit and and the value of of connection for, yeah. for entrepreneurs. I think um, I don't know if it's our independent American spirit that and for me it's part. I started out as a coach in corporate and and you know was doing leadership and communication, teamwork, blah blah blah, and really didn't like that environment. Yeah. And so really like you made the transition to entrepreneurs, but yeah. for me, it was because there's so much like missionaries, they're yeah. independent, they're doing something uh -huh. nobody else has done before. And, totally. and, and, and they, the, the dark side of that is that they're independent spirits. Yes. <laughs> they're the leaders. And they're, afraid, they're afraid to say that, you know, they don't know what they're doing and they're afraid to ask for help. And they feel like they're supposed to know, you know, all yep. of those things that play against the idea of being mm -hmm. open to coaching and, and being mm -hmm. open to. So how, how do you help that independent spirit? Yes. <laughs> you know, how do we well, lean in and create community and connection that adds yeah. value to these independent seekers? Yeah. I, th I feel like you have, you have, there has to be a, a openness and willingness. And I think that, um, you know, for some folks, it might just take a few um, a few reps of getting knocked down really hard to the point where it's kind of painful to get back up. As 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 much as it pains me to say that, uh, for them to be for us, I should say, <laughs> to be open to um, to saying, yeah, I have needs here, and I I I need people's you know, other people in involved in my process. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. There's one thing that I hear most often from entrepreneurs is I'm lonely. Um, and you know, they're building their businesses. They're they're the only ones who have the, the uh, perspective, you know, of the whole picture that their, their team members, you know, might, they, they have, you know, great, great teams that they're building, but their team members are focused on filling, you know, like the filling in the gaps that are, that are in front of them so that they can then think about the big picture. And there's not a lot of other people that are, um, that are attending to that big picture alongside them. And so to have people who are, who understand like that, the burden of leadership, I guess, to, to put it in those terms, and who can come alongside each other, um, 
I hear I hear a lot of entrepreneurs really asking for that. But again, these are probably folks that have you know, we've been at it for a little while, and we've we've you know taken some hits along the way. And those hits, as much as resilient as I like to think I am, over time, like you start to build up a little bit of scar tissue and say, okay, I might need to. I can I can take a lot of uh you know some some wild pitches that that uh you know hit me um, instead of uh, going over the plate, um, but over time like that adds up to something that you have to you have to 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 measure the weight of. <clears throat> so all that is to say, like sometimes I do think it, it might take a little bit of um a little bit of a few knocks to in order to get us to the place of humility of of saying yeah. I can't just do this on my own. Yes, I'm, I'm better better together and I need you know people in my corner. So speaking of people in your corner, let's talk about the value of mentors and, and finding yeah. those mentors for that mm. particular hurdle in your journey. Yes, yes. I love that. Uh, I mean, everything in my life, um, and I, I, I mean this truly, everything in my life has come about, everything good has come about through relationships. Every Everything that I've been able to accomplish um, I could not have comp- accomplished on my own, which isn't to say that I've ever had a, a mentor who a, a capital M quote unquote mentor who's um, shown me any of it. Right. But what I have had is um, a, a, a posture of giving value and building relationships that then when I have a gap that I need to fill uh, in, in knowledge and experience and wisdom, I have people that I can reach out to and and ask, you know, about things. And that that happens often. Even just two weeks ago, I kind of hit this point where I, I was just spread really thin, going ch- going chasing too many cars all at once. Um, and had to kind of do this reality check. And uh, I told my <laughs> told my wife because she, she was like, You're really stressed. What's going on? And I told her, you know, all these things. She's like, What are you gonna do about it? And I was like, I'm I'm circling the wagons. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm calling up, calling up, you know, calling up the troops and just you know booked a few calls with some of some folks that I feel like understand me um, have seen me in different capacities and are also business leaders and um, in their own ways and then I just have an open-ended conversation say here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking about what do you see that I might not see and there's a there's a name for this called um, Solomon's paradox that um, I don't know if you're familiar with this idea I was I've just be, became acquainted with it um, recently but it's that the idea that someone else's problem, is easy for you to solve, but you can't solve your own your own problem. And so really relying, and I think that's one of the ways that we we have to have these people in our lives in order to help us through these, these sticking points. Um, and so for me, it's never been a capital M mentor. I would, I would tell, you know, if you ask me, you know, who who are your mentors? I I, I could pull up some some names of some people that are like typically I think of people are a little bit older than me, maybe people that are in similar, um, you know, kinds of businesses that, that I am, but, but really they're just friends. And there's also people that I've learned from who are much younger than me, who have just very specific skill sets and very specific mindsets that I know I can, I can learn from. And so I, I do take a very much like a crowdsource approach to, to mentorship, but I think that having those, um, those relationships um, are just essential to life and in business. Absolutely. All right. So you mentioned you mentioned your wife. So let's talk about the 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 flip side a, a little bit. Obviously, she's yeah. she's open enough to help help you be accountable to to being stressed out. What are you going to do? About oh yes. It? But um, what do you guys like to do for fun? 
Oh man. Well, we have three kids who are uh, seven, four, and two. So um, fun is mostly hanging out with them. Um, I mean, a a great day for me is when I can just, um, we'll have some sort of adventure. You know, we live in in Seattle, um, go up to the mountains or down to the water and, and just explore nature, do it together. Um, maybe play some games with them. Um, you know, before before kids, we would hike, um, backpack, that kind of thing, do the, those kinds of things together. But now it's it's just all about it's all about the kids and really trying to enjoy them and um, and, and enjoy who they are at this moment because it's ever evolving, ever changing. And then also, you know, trying to give them an experience that um, of, of childhood that um, that's going to form them in a really positive way. Oh, my camera. There we go. Fixed it. <laughs> that was color screen. <laughs> yep. Camera check. Make sure everybody's awake. Perfect. I got to make a note. Yep. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. We don't edit much, but I'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the next question, I guess, sticking with that, that personal, what's your most memorable date with your wife? Ooh, memorable date. <clears throat> oh man. The the I mean the first thing that came to mind was literally my first date with my wife was um back in back in college um uh, we we uh, a, a friend it was like a double a double date with another couple. It's wild that it goes back this far. But we had a friend uh, we paid a friend to build this scavenger hunt all over Chicago that took us all night to uh to 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 do um very much like a college a college thing um and it was a blast and it was like one of the most it was i mean especially because it was our first literally our first date already a memorable night even if it hadn't worked out as well as it did um that that comes to mind as um just a really amazing uh, experience beyond beyond that we love just good food um we recently went to a yeah just you know but just going out to, to new restaurants. Um, we went to an Ethiopian restaurant not too long ago. That was just a really special experience. We, um, yeah, things, things like that. That's, that's a lot of, you know, what, what we do on date nights. Just, just really what I look forward to most is just having that dedicated time, things especially with kids, to, to talk and to catch up, to talk about the things that we're talking about here. How are we doing and how, how, you know, what, how are we measuring success and what are our goals right now and how are we doing with all of those things or some of the, some of the conversation. Our, our date nights can look a little bit like a business meeting maybe to the, to the outsider, <laughs> uh, but that's how we do life and we love it. So it's really good. So let's, let's dig into that. Obviously, date night is a commitment. So, so yes. it sounds like you have a regular uh, commitment to date night. How valuable is that as, as a non-negotiable to, to your yeah, growth, yeah. To, to your business? For I mean, it is absolutely non-negotiable for us. It hasn't always looked like a formal a formal date night, but um, for a long time it was a um, five a.m. business meeting. We would at five a.m. because kids get up early. We need time to connect personally. Um, you know, to have uh, just to feel like we're on the same page to talk about things that we're thinking about with our businesses. She's also an entrepreneur and a, and a music educator, um, and so. 
to have that space to to problem solve together, to be on the same page together, and then also just talk through the logistics of running a household of you know with five five people is um it's a, it's a lot. But I, I point at that as being the most essential. And so whether that happens on a date night once a week or whether that happens at you know groggy five a.m. over a cup of coffee, um, I'm not too concerned about it. Um, date nights, you know. Maybe are, are, are uh, maybe a little bit more more sexy to talk about, but the the five a.m. you know every day that's that's really kind of the, the consistency and the backbone of of our relationship. Well, I love that. So one of the things my wife and I've been together for thirty years, and I tell people all the time it's because we're committed to the journey. Yes, and, love and, that. And there's no there, there's no expectation outside of whatever we're doing. It's her and I against you know against yeah. the world against, against this the world I love yeah that. <laughs> and, and and i like that you 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 check in and make sure are we on the same page and yes and and it's it's really important because raising kids can separate you right you each have yeah. different ideas each of your parents did things differently and and yes. if you don't communicate about those things then you you have these expectations and many couples hold on to them and they're they're you know holding on to you know, well, I didn't like the way you did that. I didn't like the way you did that. I didn't like the way you did that. And they never yeah. tell their partner yes. <laughs> those things. Yeah. And so I love that, that you're having this, these communication and, and you're having these conversations about, you know, where are we going as a family yeah. is what we're doing, getting us where, where we want to go, yes. because yeah. you're going to, you're laying the groundwork for, for a future relationship, not just with your wife, but, but with your kids as they grow yeah. and become adults. And so super powerful so. stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I, what you're saying just totally resonates with me. And it's kind of similar to, you know, the entrepreneurs focus on the specific outcome in their business. And then they look up and they realize, where am I? And if you think about in a, in a, a marriage, you have your two, two people, both, you know, jumping from fire to fire to putting out this or that. And it could be so easy to just be so focused on those things that your paths just com, you know, completely diverge. And so to have those moments of check-in to bring, bring yourselves, you know, back, back together, I think it's just, just so important. Well, and, and, and the earlier, obviously, the better, right? Because if you're if yes. you're doing this, it's yes. it gets more and more complicated to, to yeah. bring this back. But if yeah. it's if it's this little hiccup or slide here, hey, I can reach down and grab my wife and pull her back, or she can reach down and pull me back, right? Absolutely. And, and I think I think that's what our culture is allowing, right? Is is yeah. this is what leads to you know temptations to ruin your marriage, to sacrifice mm. your relationship. This is what leads yep. to temptations to put your business first because you're not getting you know your expectations met. And I think so many people just feel like, you know, this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in our culture that is, that this has become accepted as normal, mm. but it doesn't have to be Doesn't have <laughs> kind to be. of like your business, right? Your yes. business can take over and it, the idea of bigger and better and more money becomes the driver instead of mm. what I want. Yes. And, and yes, I think totally. so many people are unintentional. They're living unintentionally. They're living by default. And they're allowing their relationships to be destroyed by the world around them instead of being intentional about maintaining it. And so love what you're doing. Love that, yes. that you're doing that with your wife and your kids. And, 100%. and uh, I, I wish, I wish it were the norm. I wish more people yeah. were doing, you know, mm -hmm. what we're doing and, and, and really making relationship a priority. And uh, you know, my wife's my wife is going to go with me on whatever journey I go on. And if I jump on a sinking ship, she's going to jump on because she doesn't want me to go without her. So yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> and, I, and vice versa, I'm sure. 
<laughs> she'll she'll also be on there going, you better plug that hole, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you gotten us into? <laughs> Well, totally. she was, yeah. So I mean, she was willing to move to South America, and 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 we've done an awful lot together. That's been pretty wow. cool. Wow. Not most people don't, you know, don't do some of the things that we've already done. And 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 the truth is, we can't wait to see what's next, right? What's yeah. what exciting things that that are that are coming around the corner? And that's what's so cool about the commitment to the journey. Yes. And and no no particular destination. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I think that it is like an unfair advantage that you have in life and and I I have as well that you have the right person um the mm. right person who's there there with you along the way and I think that you you can't under um uh, underestimate how um how helpful you know it is just to to be able when to I have that support it's it's the foundation. And I just want to clarify for people listening, that doesn't mean that there's only one right person. Yeah. It means yes. that we become the right person by, by commitment. Yes. <laughs> and I true. think, you know, Hollywood, you know, the, 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 how I met your mother's story of, you know, that, that, that one perfect person, she's not uh -huh. the one, she's not the uh -huh. one. Like, uh -huh. no, no, they all could be the one. It's a commitment yeah. to make her the one. Yes. And, yes. and, and, and I think our culture right that crazy idea. Yes. So true. So true. Well, the same with entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the business you're doing isn't perfect. Maybe, it, you know, yeah. I've started working recently with dentists and dentists have hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in their education and hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in a build out. And, and now they feel like they're handcuffed to a business that at this mm. point in their life, they can't stand. Yeah. It still, it still can be. Yeah. If oh, they that's, focus that's super on their purpose and their meaning and they can rediscover why they started it down that path in the first place, I but they get that. distracted and they forget it. Right. And mm. and so it's the same message. What, what's behind the choice that you made? Yeah. Ultimately you wanted to help people when you started this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> get back to that. A lot of the professions, you know, where there's a really high cost of entry, both from education, time, build outs, all of that. Like I, I know that there can be a lot of burnout that comes as a result of that. And so that's, it makes a ton Well, of And then they feel, they feel like they can't do something else. Yes. And so yes. the idea that I can't, I can't stop this because it's a cash cow, right? Yeah. They are making money, but they're yes. miserable. And so what are yeah. other options, right? Coaching. Wow. And I mean, there's so many things that you can still do within the industry yep. that, that may not be, you know, directly, you know, inside someone's mouth, which yes, <laughs> wasn't wouldn't never be a choice that I would make, but I was I had a different path, right? Yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> Love it. Ah, this is this is so good, Dan. So tell me about your podcast. Tell me about the impact yeah. that being a podcaster has had on yeah on you as an entrepreneur and on your business. Yeah. Uh, so my podcast, the Meaning Movement podcast, we're about to like hit a, hit the pause button for a period a period of time. Um, but you know, still for, for folks listening, would love for you to to follow along there. Um, it has been an exercise in commitment. Talking about commitments, there. I've been at it for seven or so eight eight years. Congratulations! Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot long a lot of that time at kind of a slow and steady pace. I recently ramped up. Um, was doing two episodes a week for a while. And then at this moment, I'm like, that that was a lot. And it's time to kind of reevaluate what's next. And so I'm kind of going to take some take some time to to clear my head, step back a little bit and, and really decide what I want there. I think the two things, you know, other than commitment that it's really done for me is one, um, it's given me a, a, an outlet to find my voice in, in different ways to feel, uh, you know, I think so confident 
so confident jumping on a call like this, knowing that like, I don't know, uh, you know, everything that Robert's doing, listen to a couple, a couple episodes, but I know that I can, I'm going to have a productive conversation with Robert. Um, and you know, that translates to all of life jumping on you know sales calls, outreach calls, you know, meeting people at the grocery store, just whatever. Like I could talk to anybody about anything now because I've been doing it for so long. Um, and along with that, it's just exercising that muscle of creating something and, and, and shipping something, which is which is hard for you know as someone who I have a, a strong perfectionistic uh, drive inside me to to have have a, a place to you know say I'm I've committed to a publishing a, a publication schedule and I'm going to stick to that and and get ship the content out even if it's not even if it's not perfect. Um, and then the other major piece is it's just been such a great tool to to meet amazing people like you um, and you know other other hosts other guests just to build build relationships and i think that those are a few of the small ways that being a podcaster has has really um really helped me the other i guess i didn't even think of when you asked the question is um it's brought me business it's brought me business opportunities it's brought me um my most recent software, which is Video Snap, it's a content repurposing tool for podcasters and people, anyone making speech-based content to create viral-ready short-form video out of you know podcast episodes, audio or video or talks or whatever it might be. Um, and that's a scratch-your-own-itch kind of pro product. So I got to know pod the podcasting world as a podcaster myself. Got to see where the pain, my own pain points were, and then went about trying to find a solution, make us create a solution um, for that. Called it's called uh, Video Snap. Uh, and so it's just been it's an amazing journey. And like I think many things in life, podcasting for me has been a um it's taking me places that i never would have expected and uh also not taking me you know along the, the path that i expected right like i thought you know I, if i was defining success at this moment in the same ways that i defined it when i started out i would have uh, stopped a long time ago but along the way i find different reasons and new reasons to keep doing what i'm doing um even though it's not you know necessarily i'm not setting any records i'm not on the top of any you know any podcast charts but we've got a solid listenership and people that are giving value and it's giving me all these other tailwinds that that i've just just shared about so good all right so let's talk about this perfectionist because it's another area that that i deal with in entrepreneurs that the, the perfectionist is really holding back the mm. the risk taking necessary for entrepreneurial success Yes. Because in entrepreneurship, there really is this idea of you've got to ship it and then fix it and correct it. Because yes. if you fix it and correct it on your own thinking, you don't get the you don't get the feedback <laughs> that you need yes, to make right? it for the for the right audience. Yes, yes. And you you could be spending the, the sooner you ship the better, especially if you have a, a um perfectionistic drive, like the sooner you ship the better. And don't yeah, sure, don't don't ship you know total total garbage, but like sell sell or ship the minimum viable product as often as you can, especially when it comes to, to sales, especially when it comes to product, because so often the thing that you're building, whether whether it's a course, a, a training program, a mastermind, a, a software, whatever you have in your mind that the market that other people need likely it, you don't have the right thing in your mind and you don't know that until someone else is using it and you're getting feedback from them to then change your own um, you know perception of what you should be should be creating so if you're spending all this time making it perfect you're perfecting the wrong things and you the only way to find find out uh, you know what what's the right thing to perfect uh, is after other people are are um, are using it and, and interacting with it. Yeah, so valuable. 
but so hard to push against for for many it is yeah and i feel like it even is in, is true of, of content and messaging and um you know i've i had a lot of resistance of even like coming on a lot of podcasts until i really knew exactly who i'm trying to reach and i've got more clarity around it self-funded entrepreneurs i'm trying to to reach but like i feel like i probably have more work to do there to get even more specific on that demographic but also in these conversations with people folks like you i'm working on my own messaging and perfecting it more and more as i go but i'm only getting that by practicing and by getting the reps in yeah the feedback loop is so important and yes. and i think we get caught up in we don't well i guess our culture is caught up in that failure idea versus experiment idea yes so yes to give you the idea that edison failed you know, 10,000 times to make the light bulb. No, he experimented 10,000 times. Mm, he never once saw reframe. those as failures. And, yes. and it is an important reframe that so many people don't make. Yes. And we're so caught up in failure is bad. Yes. But in entrepreneurship, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yes, totally, totally agree. I'll sign, I'll sign my name next to that one. Um, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is essential. And yet it also can be really painful. And that's, you know, and that, that's the, that's the, the real risk. Cause that's really what perfectionism, perfectionism is about in, in the end, when we strip away all of the, uh, all the other stuff. It's, it's just about protecting yourself um, from something that's scary. Um, it's really about fear. It's really about, um, you know, receiving the, the fear that what you're making isn't good enough, that you're going to hear a critique that, that hurts you, um, that wounds you. Um, and, and so the sooner you call it that, um, the better, um, but you know, it, failure is an essential part of the process. And so not only saying, yes, I'm going, I, I'm going to fail, but like actually saying like, let's, let's ship this now so we can fail sooner and, um, and figure it out. Um, let's get, let's make the experiment. Let's, let's treat it as an experiment. Well, and, and the crazy thing is getting past that. We get nine out of 10 people that love it and are amazed and, and, and our brain goes to that one that just yes. wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right person. And we lose sleep at night because that one person said, oh, this sucks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they I go through my, re it. my reviews on my podcast. I'm like, oh, look at all these five stars. Oh, look, there's a two-star review. And like, that's the one I read, right? Instead of all the other good stuff. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm so, with you. Yeah, so, so typical. And our brain will get caught in that. I've had hundreds of people that love it. And that one person who didn't, who probably isn't your target audience anyway. Of course, of course, people <laughs> have to not like what you're doing. If people aren't disliking what you're doing, then you're not, you're not like speaking to a specific enough person. And so. they're probably complaining about the box you put it in and not even the product itself. So hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right, Dan, yes. we, we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. So our entrepreneurs have been listening for 45 minutes. What you're going to leave them with Dan's words of wisdom. What would you share? Uh, my, my words of wisdom are, are simply define your own version of success and give it, put some metrics around it. And that's going to help you build a business that you can love for the long haul, which will be more successful in all ways. Um, all the metrics um, than a business that, um, that, that sucks the life out of you. Um, so define your own version of success. Well, I love that you add create your own metrics. You got to have a dashboard. You got to have yeah. a way to, to measure yes. it and know, know that you're headed in the right direction. Exactly. Dan, thank you so much for hanging out today and having a great conversation. So really, fun. Really thank you so much. It. Yeah, I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. 
They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be, losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Troy Erickson and Robert discuss bootstrapping a business from nothing to selling it. How to start over in business and how to keep your business running by focusing on what you really do well. Email still works and will grow your business if you don't get distracted by shiny objects with bigger promises. <laughs>